Hey there, gang. Ralph here. You have any plans for New Year's Eve? Well, you do now. If you're in the Southern California area, Kevin Smith and I will once again be bringing you Hollywood Babylon on New Year's Eve. It's become quite the tradition with us on Hollywood Babylon to do a show on New Year's Eve and ring in the new year with you guys, our favorite people. If you're in Southern California this New Year's Eve, we will be doing two Hollywood Babylon shows on New Year's Eve. If you want to party early, we've got a 7.30 show. So you can come in, have some dinner, some cocktails, and still get out in time to make somebody's party and ring in the new year. Or if you want to be with me and Kevin as the clock strikes 12, we're doing a show at 10 p.m. as well on New Year's Eve. And we can all ring in 2019 together. Either way. Both shows are going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time, and we'd love to see you there. It is the legendary Hollywood Improv on Melrose. New Year's Eve, two great Babylon shows with me and Kevin. Come on out and join us. To get your tickets, go to improv.com. Click on locations. Click on Hollywood, and then you'll see us there on the calendar. Tickets are still available for both shows, but they won't be for long. Hope to see you there. New Year's Eve. This episode of Hollywood Babylon is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com slash babble. Enter our offer code babble at checkout and get 10% off your first purchase. It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garvin. Thursday night in Salt Lake City, ladies and gentlemen. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! Hello, boys and girls. I apologize. We're starting about a half hour later than we should have. Uh, There's some asshole doing a show before this. Oh, that that guy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Fucking. But anyway, we're here, man. How are you, Captain? I am in Utah. Yeah. That's how I am. You, Home of the Utes. You, uh, yeah, all the Utes are here. Yeah. The, uh, These two Utes. I always we, think of uh, my cousin Vinny my when cousin I hear that. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. Um, what is, have you been here before? Uh, just to Park City when we went uh, to Sundance for Yoga Hosers. You've never done a show here. The only time I've ever been in Utah was that, and this is my first time in Salt Lake City. Before. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, uh, it's, I was just telling the show I did before here, I had a Q and a, I was just talking about whenever I come here, it's, uh, reminds me of the beginning of my career. This was the doorway to park city, the doorway to fucking clerks, everything from there forward sure. changed. So whenever I come back to Utah, it's, it's kind of like coming back to the, the, uh, the, the, the well, the birthplace. Yeah. It's the vagina that shot you yes. out into the movie yes. business. Salt Utah, Lake City. it's uterus ta <laughs> for you. And I like to salt lick city at my friend. <laughs> oh, yes. Geez. It's going to yes. be one of those shows. I'm an oralist. I had a comedian friend who I told him I was coming out to do this. He goes, you know, you got to work clean there, right? I was like, what? He said, yeah, I heard when I went there, they told me I had to work clean. I was like, oh, we're fucked. We can't do this show <laughs> clean. 
So we're doing our show tonight. I don't know if that, yeah, the cops are here are going to arrest me or something. I don't know how it works, but uh, I, I would be I would actually be interested in trying to do like a PG thirteen version of the show of Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, it would be eight minutes long <laughs> and boring as all get out. That's what that's the kind of language I'd be using. That's right. You'd have to put away the fucking cool things. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Um, just doing the thing I do every day called the Ralph Report. I do that show as well. Thank you so much. I saw you did a live one recently. Yeah, we did one down in Orange County back in California and uh, had a big crowd and we had a good time. It was fun. What have you been up to? I've been around the world and I, I, I. I went to visit JJ. Yeah, I heard. I know you can't really talk too much about it. I but... did. Yeah, I went to England. I saw the Star Wars movie. They're making this movie called Star Wars. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, boy, it was fucking awesome. Big fucking set. Big set. Made me feel like a small man. Yeah. So fucking You huge. cried last time you were on a Star Wars I, set. I, I cried. Walking on the Millennium Falcon going, <laughs> Yes. I cried. Han Solo, I love I, you. I cried this time. Oh, as of course well. you did. Um, but to be fair, like you know, I fucking I cry at everything. You're a crier. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. I was just it. watching a fucking clip from like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse that comes uh, out tomorrow yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking rolled tears, like right there, looking at a clip of fucking Spider-Ham. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Like, got emotional about Peter Porker. I'm like, my God, my childhood he's dreams. A, well, he's He's a very dramatic character, that Spider-Ham. The, uh, when I was a kid, though, like, people would get emotional about sports. You know, like, cry about a sporting yes. event and shit. Yes, yes. You know, I get, to me, it feels fair to be emotional about an unrealistic event. Like, you know, I watched the Avengers fucking trailer, and like, I put up a reaction to it and shit. Like, when they cut to the, you know, fucking, you know, hey, I'm Scott Lang, Ant-Man. I, I literally was like, <gasps> and it just fucking... <laughs> glassed up because the trailer's so fucking hopeless and then all of a sudden fucking like hope and then you're like wait how the fuck did he get out of the quantum and you're fucking back man right? like oh so yeah I like getting emotional about this shit and I like so a lot of people reacted the same way They're like you cry Kev that's how I feel you cry for all of us because I would never do that in right, public because they have testicles yeah. yeah no it's good that you get excited about things that's how you know you're still alive man it's true and i would i'd blame it on like oh i had a heart attack but i was doing this shit like fucking years before the heart attack yeah. everything fucking it's good to wear your emotions on your sleeve i think not enough people do yeah i, I wear my emotions on the sleeve on my sleeve do you really it's all it's all anger i only have the one emotion <laughs> the but it's right sleeve. on my fucking sleeve all the time <laughs> Urgh, i got an angry sleeve if snot was anger it's like <laughs> that's right be filled with yeah, totally. anger. Speaking of angry, can I get a drink when you get a chance? Uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels and club soda. Have yes, an unsweetened iced tea if I can get one. Yeah, Thanks. sure. We'll take some fluid up here because <laughs> we're going to be dehydrated. We're going to be shooting fluid to the front row. So <laughs> I hope you all brought your, your what do you call those things? The uh, Yes, but without drinks, we'll be just shooting dust. That's right. The... Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a Garmy shirt. I don't know if you. Noticed. I did not notice that. Look at you. Yeah. Thank I you so it much. Online. I went t-shirt shopping and I saw you on T Public. I was like, holy fuck, I know him. And I bought the shirt. You know, I probably could have gotten you one of those. You didn't have to spend your hard-earned ducats. Yeah, but it felt like like it's weird. I don't really spend money on much. So like when I find something I like, I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, I like Ralph Garmin. Oh, so, all right. Good enough. <laughs> I bought enough. the shirt. It was nice. All right. 
Well, let's get things started the way we do each and every. Did you ever buy Hello? a shirt with me Excuse on me? it? <laughs> There's lots of them. I never see up here wearing a Kev shirt. Ever. Yeah, well, I'm not a I'm not a jersey I'm not a hockey jersey guy. Yeah, well, I know that. And, and I'm not a t-shirt guy, really. Well, so. you can start fucking being one because do you have any other line of uh, clothing i can wear you have like a jock strap or uh, <laughs> socks or anything else with your there face is, on there's it? the silent bob strap on <laughs> <laughs> you're quiet for a reason i don't need a sex toy with your face on it i just need some clothing you wouldn't fuck a sex toy with my face on it <laughs> no you gonna stick one of your Funkos up my ass? What are you thinking? No, but if like if uh, Fleshlight made like the fucking <laughs> the Smith mouth, the smouth, the smouth, and, <laughs> and you could buy one and it was a replica, it was taking my beard and shit like that. <laughs> like how amazing you could fuck me in the mouth and not fuck me in the mouth, yeah. And we could still do the show and it wouldn't be weird because like one time he fucked me in the mouth like he fucked the fake me in the mouth right my fucking cyborg android me man yeah the cops here yet <laughs> that's a joke for the lds community yeah um i think uh, i think i'm good as far as your mouth's concerned i think we're i think my relationship with your mouth is, should stay platonic fair enough let me up the ante desert island yes hand or smouth are there coconuts on the island? None. No? Smouth. Yeah, I go smouth. Yeah. Let me add a wrinkle. I'm also on the island. Hmm. Well, then why would I use the smouth when I can have the real thing? You're a heavy sleeper. It's true. You're right? I think I just broke your brain. You did. Yeah. I, was just, I was like, well, if I was blowing you, you could smouth me, I guess. Like, you know, weird, like, and then I'm like, why wouldn't you just blow me at that point? Why are you smouthing me with myself? Then I was like, would I use the smouth? Oh, you would definitely use the smouth. You love you some you. You'd absolutely use the smouth. I don't know if I love me some me that much, but I think just for the novelty, I'd have to do it. Weren't you the young man who, when in his youth, tried to blow himself? No, oh, I'm the young man who in his youth succeeded many times. <laughs> well, there you go. So I, I think the smouth very, is a no-brainer well, then. It's crazy. Did you ever reach? I did. No, man. I was never that flexible. So fucking flexible. I wasn't even a gymnast, but I just wanted it bad. <laughs> I just went for the gold and I got the white. Oh. I really need that drink. I don't know if it's... Smouth. Smouth. All right, back to the show. All right. Uh, let's kick things off by talking to some folks here in the audience who are celebrating special occasions with us or has come particularly long distances. It's a segment we call the shout-outs. Hit that theme, Spencer. It's a shout-out. There we go. Kevin and Brown, so get your cock out. Yeah. Oh. Get your cock out. Brought to you by Smouth. <laughs> uh, just you know ahead. who wouldn't do that? J.J. Abrams. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, just a heads up, we're having some technical difficulties tonight, and my man Spencer's back there working his ass off, so we're going to give him a lot of latitude and some love. A little applause for Spencer, Spencer! by the way. Spencer! Don't he's, fuck this up, Spencer! He's working with a handicap, so uh, he's not a handicapped person. I'm just saying he's working at a handicap because the tech is not going very well And for if him. he was, it wouldn't matter? No, it wouldn't, but I would not make a joke about that because then he would just be the same as you and me. I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not anymore. <laughs> We'll talk more about that later in the show. Uh, Shane Smedley. Are you here, Shane Smedley? Hi, Shane Smedley, right there in the fourth row. Are you fucking serious? Is your last name really Smedley? They, nobody ever called you Shane, right? They were like, Smedley. And always, Smedley. Smed. Yeah, fucking yeah. getting head from Smed. <laughs> With his mouth. Smed's mouth. Smedley, what an awesome fucking name. My name Shane Smedley. It's alliterative. You're like a comic book character. Yes, you're like a superhero. Totally, man. What'd you get bit by? Her? <laughs> yeah, apparently. He said, uh, my name's Shane Smedley. I'm attending the show with my wife, Bree. Could we get a shout-out from Old Man Myers from the Myers Delicatessen, welcoming Bree as a new listener. It's our first live Hollywood Babylon, and we're celebrating our 10-year dating anniversary in January. Oh. But she's your wife, though, right? But you, so you started still, dating 10 years you ago. You still celebrate the dating anniversary and the wedding anniversary? Oh, Smedley. <laughs> You're adorable. So smart. One more opportunity for celebratory holiday sex. That's right. Uh, old Man Myers. I haven't done him in a while. I love Old Man Myers from the deli. So, Smedley, there you are. I see you come again with the wife. Hello, brief pleasure to see you. Nothing sexier than a woman named after a nice soft cheese. <laughs> I love me some brie. I take it and I spread it all over Schmedley and I lick it off. It's delicious. That's what can Rob's I say? Very, I'm kinky. Very subtle way of inviting himself into a three-way. <laughs> That's at your right. Place later yes. tonight. Congratulations on your anniversary. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate Ten-year it. Ten-year anniversary of dating. How long were you married so far? Seven. Seven. You look like you're about 12. You guys didn't fool around, did you? You knew she was the one early on. Were you guys like high school sweethearts or something? High school sweethearts. That's awesome. First of how many wives? Stop. Oh, sorry. I will not allow that. I thought that was a thing. We don't do that My here. Bad. Sorry. No. Uh, Sarah. Sarah here with Thomas and Amber and Chris. Woo! Right up front. Security. <laughs> Welcome. How are you? Which one's Sarah? Where's Sarah? Hi, Sarah. My name is Sarah. I'll be attending your show for the first time with my best friend, Thomas, who introduced me to the show, his wife, Amber, my brother, Chris, and my best friend, Drac. So fucked up. It's like, it's like watching a movie. You're reading it, and it's happening right yeah. there. Voiceover. Is awesome. Drac short for anything? No, just Drac. Drac? That's what they named you? It's fucking metal, man. Yeah. I got no jokes on that. That's just fucking seriously metal. I, yeah. was, I was fucking wishing I was Smedley until I met Drac. Although that's an awesome 70s cartoon. Smedley and Drac. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. He sure does. Wah, wah. <laughs> Why does Smedley sound like Curly from the Three Stooges? 
Because you know how on like cartoons, uh, they take like a wacky voice. voice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I started listening to the show back in 2013, and then I went back and listened to every single episode you guys had previously made. That's Aww. ridiculous, Sarah. Thank you so much. You, you got to hear the evolution of the show. Yes. yes. Uh, I love listening. I got to live it, so fuck you. All right. <laughs> so parched. Is there an iced tea out there with <laughs> my name on it? Uh, Do you get your drink? No, not yet, no. Can we get a, what is your? Uh, Jack Daniels and Club Soda. Jack Daniels, somebody? Yeah. (laughs) Are you with the Daniels family, sir? (laughs) I think everyone's familiar with Jack Daniels. No need to really sell it so hard. It's just just booze. I love listening to Ralph perform one of his 80-plus voices. You're goddamn right you do, Sarah. 80-plus voices. And I would love it if Ralph would sing Kung Fu Fighting as Donald Trump. I gotta shoot that one, man. That's an odd, that's an odd combination, really. I don't see the two of those go together. The president well, doesn't nobody sh- saw him being president, so here we go. President doesn't strike me as a martial artist, per se, but uh, we'll, we'll, give it a, we'll give it a shot. What do you say? Spencer, give me a little music, can you? What do you say, Spence? You and me, doing a little music. What do you say? A little kung fu? A little kung fu? Kung fu. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Whoa. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. It was unbelievable. Those cats were fast as lightning. I'm telling you, no one's ever been faster. In fact, it was a little bit frightening, okay? I gotta say, I was a little afraid. But they fought with expert timing. They had the best timing. I'm telling you, nobody has better timing. They were funky Chinamen. Can I say that? From funky Chinatown. They were knocking men up. They were knocking them up. Wait, they can't get pregnant. It's an ancient Chinese art, and everybody does their part, okay? I'm going to build a wall around China, and China's going to pay for it. (laughs) All right, that's enough of that. Completely ridiculous. Taylor Bickle. Are you here, Taylor Bickle? Taylor Bickle. Right up front. Shit. Taylor Bickle rhymes with Travis Bickle. Shit. Taxi driver. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally fucking sign. Sure, let's stop the show so Kevin can sign something for you. That's fine. It's not not a problem, Travis Bickle. Good. Start the show. Okay. My name is Travis Bickle. To my. (laughs) I'll be taking the drive from Boise, Idaho, to Salt Lake. You came all the way from Boise. How far? How far? How weird, that's our first question. Because it seems long. But it's also like, we don't know where the fuck we are. No, we have no idea. We're like, how far away is that place? That's the Los Angeles thing. Everything is judged in time. Everything, you're going to go somewhere, you always need to know how much time it takes. In Los Angeles, everything's like a half an hour away. That's right. So you're like, is that a half hour from here? But Boise is how far? About five hours. Five hours. That's ridiculous. (laughs) You made a poor choice, Travis. I always called him Travis. Be, be positive, not negative. You escaped. No. You escaped from Boise. Don't go back. You've made it all the way to Salt Lake City. Oh, I love Boise. The great Salt Lake. 
I've come to town here almost every time Kevin's in town just so I can see the man who has inspired me to light a candle instead of curse the darkness. Oh, fuck it. That really is the definition of our relationship. You're a candle lighter and I'm a darkness cursor. Yeah. Yeah, right? When I'm not on set, writes Taylor, what do you do on a set, Taylor? You're a grip. All righty. In ho- Boise? Yes, sir. What kind of film activity they got in Boise? Uh, it's a lot of corporate videos, regional commercials, uh, documentaries, just whatever's in town. Wow. man. You're working on it. Good man. I host a podcast. I shoot shorts with my friends and even one feature. You shot a feature-length film. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. Fucking A. You made a, a whole movie from top to bottom? Yeah. How many people in the room ever made a whole movie? <laughs> it's fucking three of us, man. That was the whole movie, by the way, that he made. Fucking pretty sweet. We're in a very small little Brucken brotherhood, fraternity, sisterhood, sorority. Were you a guy? <laughs> we'll just, you know what? I'm a fucking lady at heart. All are welcome. All are welcome. I was wondering if you could ask the Germans to stop by with any advice for a lone traveler to Salt Lake, Taylor Bickle. Sure, the Germans could stop by. We need that German's theme. Spencer, what are the odds? Not good. I didn't think so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are not Nazis. Yeah, we're not Nazis. Unless that's in here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But somebody's going to the fucking showers if they don't get better with the fucking sounds. Klaus! Don't fuck with me! It's like Oktoberfest all over again. Yeah, it just keeps happening Meet over and over. Papa bands. Uh, Taylor, you did all, such a good t- thing for us to drive all the way from uh, Boise, Idaho. Yeah, from Idaho, the home of all the Nazis. Yeah. And the hoes. Yeah. They say Idaho when you oh. ask them if there are one. <laughs> hey, lady, what are you? Idaho, she says. You got it now? I got it. Ah, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, breaking character there for a moment you were. It was a good joke. <laughs> Here, what do you do usually when you're alone by yourself in Salt Lake City? Yeah, what do you do? What do you do for fun? You come to see Kevin Schmidt? Ah, Kevin Schmidt. Ah. Don't, don't <laughs> lock me in with Nazis. <laughs> I'm your character. Suddenly, I'm really Kevin. That's fucking not right. Making fucking jokes about hating on the races and people like Kevin Smith said and tonight on TMZ. <laughs> Kevin Smith's a racist. Um, Kevin Hart. Have you the same? Have you the same? Yeah, same. Same. Yeah. I forgot how we take that. What's the movie up? called, man? Uh, you did an adaptation of the Shakespeare play. How can people see it? They can't see Twelfth Night, his adaptation of Shakespeare. It wasn't my movie. I shot it. You shot it for somebody else. Gotcha. So it's on him to get it out. Did Shakespeare sue you? Is that why no one can see it? It's fucking funny. You're on fire tonight, man. That's like a smart joke. That's like a Stephen Wright joke right there. Like, normally we trade in like, look at me with a dick in my mouth. But you made a classy fucking joke, man. I made a movie about Twelfth Night. Shakespeare sued me. Yes. Like that? Uh, Alex Arakelian. Yeah. Alex Arakelian. It's like a Bond villain. 
Show Alex Alakarian, we meet again. Yes, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I've been listening for a while now, and I'm excited to see you guys come to Salt Lake City. I've got an awesome girlfriend into the show a couple of years ago, and she loves it. I'm tempted to ask sexy Kevin to try to get her to give up the balloon knot. She's pretty awesome, and she gives me everything but B-U-T-T. See? <laughs> he says he's tempted to ask. I don't know if he really wants to ask. We might have to take this one in your own hands and do the man a favor. Try to get Alex a little love from his girlfriend, who is awesome, but not awesome enough to include her name in the email. <laughs> now try to get some anal. Degree of difficulty, 9.7. Uh, I could take a little music for this or no? Yeah, we're going to get a little Kevin, sexy Kevin music is the... Hey, Spencer's hey, learning. Spencer, yeah. the fear of the fucking Nazis that did it. <laughs> um, oh, uh, wife or girlfriend? Girlfriend. Oh, a nameless girlfriend. <laughs> who Alex fucks but won't give an identity to. Oh, you're not helping Alex. Yeah, this is getting harder. Um, he wants the he wants some anal, but like fuck him until he learns your name, right? I would think that's a prerequisite. Yeah, 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 you're right. yeah. yeah. Sorry, Alex, you're gonna yeah. have to work on that yourself. Hey, Spencer, stop the music. Spencer is a quick learner. I like this kid. Hey, gang, this episode of Hollywood Babylon is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. Squarespace is the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace can help you capture every detail of what drives you. Because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. And if you want to turn your passions into a business, well, Squarespace can help you there too with a customizable e-commerce website. From internationally recognized brands to your favorite local shops, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. Here's the thing about Squarespace. Your site will look professionally designed regardless of your own skill level because there's no coding required. All their tools are intuitive and easy to use. And you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. Check out squarespace.com slash babble and make sure to use our offer code BABBLE to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, how about Rowdy from Boise, Idaho? What's <laughs> up, Rowdy? From where? Rowdy from Boise, Idaho. You can get a ride back with this guy. You flew. See, Taylor, see what happens? Flying. Man can do that now. You travel in the air. <laughs> Talk to a fucking fellow director like that. Sorry, I apologize. Brotherhood, sisterhood, what you know, every everybody hood. I forgot. Don't wear a hood. That's bad. <laughs> I forgot to undo my seatbelt on the plane, so I was dragging it through the terminal behind me after I got off, knocking people over with the wings. <laughs> Are you still rocking Stephen Wright? That's my favorite Stephen Wright joke. My favorite Stephen Wright joke is, um, you can't have everything, where would you put it? Good point, yeah. I went on a road trip with a friend of mine. He's an AM DJ. We went through tunnels, I couldn't hear him. <laughs> I got a map at home. Actual size of the United States. 
It says one mile equals one mile. <laughs> Last year I folded it. <laughs> Everyone here wishes Stephen Wright was on stage instead of us. <laughs> now those are jokes, they're saying to themselves. Uh, anyway, Rowdy from Boise, Idaho. Let's get back to Rowdy. Uh, Rowdy came here tonight. I'm, instead of spending money we didn't have on a fancy dinner for one night to, to celebrate our special occasion, my amazing wife, Chantel, decided to surprise me and spend money we didn't have to get tickets to see Babylon live. Oh, fucking A, man. What, what a sweetheart. Where's Chantel? Is that you, Chantel? Hi, honey. So we postponed our celebration a few weeks, and we're here tonight from Boise ID. That must be Idaho, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> To celebrate our 20th anniversary with you all. 20 years. Good for you guys. 20 years. To get what? Dating? Married what? 20 years married? I'm about to hit that too. No, no, I'm not, not your wife. I'm talking about... No. <laughs> he means the 20 years part. Yeah. 20 years. I'm about to hit that shit. <laughs> I, with my own wife, I'm about to hit 20 years, man. Oh, wow. Well, hello. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I'm about to hit that. Because in Utah, it's all good. Even though she was the one who turned me on to Kevin's movies by making me watch Clerks. Yeah, he oh. made me watch Clerks, too. <laughs> Sound like my wife. I still have a feeling this trip is more for me than her. She still refuses to tell me what O. Henry-esque shenanigans she had to pull to make this trip work. And frankly, she's being kind of a selfless bitch about it all. <laughs> Uh, while she went out of the way to get us tickets for my favorite show, the best I can come up with for the love of my life is asking a Z-grade celebrity <laughs> to have David Bowie serenade her. Just more proof she is and always has been way too good for me. Aww. Rowdy from Boise, Idaho. But wait, it gets even more uh, worthy because I also got this email. My husband Rowdy and I will be celebrating our 20th anniversary. It is like an O. Henry story. Flying down from Boise for your show. Oh. Uh, we want to cross Hollywood Babylon off our bucket lists. I've been a Kevin Smith fan since, fan since 1994 when my brother took me to the local art house theater to see Clerks. Where? In Boise. The, uh, the guy who fucking shot the movie was from Boise, Dave Klein. It was a big deal at the time. Was it? People were like, the kid who shot this movie came from this town. Everyone's like, did you see the movie? Looks like shit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But Dave got really good and really famous. Yes, Dave is a fucking master DP now. Yeah. He's one of those DPs that... Uh, DP sounds dirty. He's a cinematographer, I should yeah. say. But I think he's been in some DPs. Um, <laughs> but he's got the, the letters after his name. Like, uh, was it CSI? No. no. Fucking the TV show. <laughs> ASC, thank you. He's got ASC after his name. That puts you... He gets to go to the clubhouse with the fucking, you know, people that he's always looked up to. But after us, like he went and, you know, fucking did a way better job with his career. He shot True Blood for a bunch of time. Yeah. Then he moved on to Homeland, which he's been shooting. I think he's shot every season since season two, I believe. Um, he gave, this is how, I'm, I mean, it's so weird. We're just sitting here blowing a DP from Boise and stuff. But he's my boy. I built my career on his back. Like he's the, he's the eyes of clerks. And like, you know, we joke about the movie looks like shit, but that movie looked exactly like what it needed to look like. Yeah. Like Dave had exactly the amount of ability to make it look like the way that it would connect and shit like that. So he's always a hero in my book, but this is what makes him a fucking pro. Motherfucker gave up two 
shoulders to the art because he liked to operate his own camera. So he fucking put the camera on and he'd be in there and shit like that. Eventually had to replace that shoulder. And while that was working, he would just fucking go work the other shoulder and eventually had to have that replaced. That's so fucking metal, man. Do you think I'd give literally, up? Literally. He probably literally has metal, metal in, his, in his fucking body. His shoulders. I wouldn't give up a fucking nap for my art, you know? Like, oh my God, if somebody was like, you're going to have to replace a body part to be a director, I was like, then an assistant director I shall be. <laughs> Whenever I think of Dave, I think of um, Red State, because he shot Red State yes, as well. gorgeous movie. Which looks amazing. And I always think of his little girl, his daughter, who's now grown up when she was on the set of that show. If you look at his Instagram, you can see her now. She's like 28. I know, it's ridiculous. She's, she's like 12 or something like that. She but uh, she, <laughs> I felt so bad for him because she was in this... Yeah, Red State is not a family-friendly movie to watch nor to make and she's a little girl on the set and the set got a little intense and she had a meltdown and started to cry during a take and Dave just kept rolling just kept rolling I was like wow he is a dedicated professional if that was my child I would be tempted to comfort her but not our Dave he just pressed on Klein was sitting there going your dad gave two arms (laughs) fuck you take it that's right um, she's so brilliant in that scene. What what's going on? There's one scene where she's screeching into the like a little monkey. Yeah. Like, Wah! like she's crying so fucking hard. It's so realistic and fucking heartbreaking. That's because she was really crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best performance <laughs> in the movie. Because we all knew it was a movie, but the kid didn't. And all of a sudden the kid that, that she's acting with, it was Kelly, right? Yeah. Kelly is just like you know, you take them babies up to the attic. She's getting real intense. And this little kid is just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> what? And my father's just sitting there doing nothing. Like, Anyway, Dave's from Boise, too. Yeah, Boise. <laughs> uh, Chantel continues, Rowdy is my best friend, my partner in crime and biggest fan. I'm more in love with him now than ever. Wow, after 20 years, that's saying that's something. That's huge, yeah. man. See, Could David Bowie sing happy anniversary to Rowdy? I can't believe how lucky I am to have been married to him for 20 years and how I can't wait for the next 20. Come on, these two. These two crazy Did kids. You guys, I, I saw the reaction when you said, I'm reading, and it looked like one of you at least didn't know the other one had fucking written. Did you both know you'd written or no? Oh, Are that's you serious? Funny. Like you made it all the way to the show and you're like, I hope they read my email. I was like, I wrote an email too. It's like you, it's like the beginning of a movie, but like you're 20 fucking years in. It's like this fucking Twilight Zone horrible loop. <laughs> in a good way. Sure, in the best possible horrible Twilight Zone <laughs> loop kind of way. Anyway, let's get to it, huh? David Bowie singing Happy Anniversary. That was quick. That, yeah. that, that, let's stop Spencer's that. A, Spencer's a little ahead of me now. Spencer, you're getting so good, you're getting ahead of me. Spencer's like, hurry the fuck up. When do they say go? Whenever you get a chance, Spencer. Happy anniversary to you, to Rowdy and Chantel too. You've been married for 20 years now, and you're very much in love. Happy anniversary, Rowdy. Happy anniversary, Chantel. Celebrate your day with you and <laughs> No! No!
All right, that's that's enough of that. Thank Happy you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Kids. I'm sorry that sorry that had to be part of it. We also, besides the shoutouts, get emails from all around the world. Spencer, hit the email feed. Ain't no drag. has got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reaction. That's right. We get a little more volume on that audio there, Spencer. Then we'll be cooking with gas. I was wondering how long it would take for you to say I'm that. trying to, to be happy. That's my job tonight. <laughs> Keeping a smile on my face. You're seeing a little backstage. Yeah, let's get the man another drink, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the Flug. You know the Flug? The Flug. Eric Flugler. I love Flug, man. He's become one of our regular sort of contributors to the show, an amazing artist who does these portraits of Kevin and I in, in the personas of the various segments on the show. He's been doing them for years. Do we have coloring books here? We don't. Damn it. Normally, he, he draws the coloring books. Yeah, that we he, normally he was have the man who created our coloring book this year. It's going real well, this whole show, I think, for me. <laughs> That that's not necessary for the no, show. No, but, but it's yeah. nice to, to we bring We should have had them. Yeah. yeah, we didn't think about it. Um, and posters, too. He did all the posters that we don't have tonight. He did all those also. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, he sent us a very nice email. And he, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he did a Christmas card for us. Have you seen the Christmas no. card he did? He sent us a picture of a new painting he did. It's a Christmas oh, shit. painting. Of you and me, because, you know, every year for Christmas, we usually sing uh, the Little Drummer Boy piece on Earth. So it's me as Bing Crosby and you as David Bowie. And, look, and our Funko Pop versions of, of Bowie, uh, Bowie and, and Bing, well. yeah. That's the first time he's drawn me since it's I've thin, lost Kevin. weight. Yeah, yeah. Thin, Oh, my Kevin. God, that's, I look cute. You look like Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> it is a little Stark, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little Starky. Huh? I, on the other hand, look like a Muppet. I look like a Sesame Street version of myself, I think, in that portraiture. Uh, anyway, I thought we'd share that. Uh, speaking of sharing, I want to get, read this email really quickly. This is from George McGaffin. He sent this in. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter or, uh, or Facebook or Instagram or anything, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago, we found out that one of the members of the Garmy, George McGaffin, was, thank you so much, was... Uh, struggling this time of year in particularly. He's got a shattered uh, ankle oh. and he can't work and he's got two kids and the bills are piling up and he did what many people do. He was reaching out asking uh, very humbly for help and one of the other members of the Garmy reached out to me and said, this guy's in a bad way. Can you at least spread the word for this guy? He was looking for $1,000 so that he could buy his kids some presents this year because he has been out of work for months since he broke his, his ankle. Mm -hmm. So I put the word out there to folks who follow me on Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook, and we were able to raise for him and his family over $3,000 this holiday Fucking season. A, yeah. man, well done. So George has been so thankful, and he wrote this email, and he also had, he thought he had some heart problems, but it turns out he's going to be okay. But uh, he wrote to thank everyone in the Garmy and the Hollywood Babylon family who, who helped out with a couple bucks here and there. It was a lot of people given just a little bit and it made all the difference to this family this year. So I wanted to read this because he wanted to share it. He said, um, we will be able to give our kids the best Christmas ever. And we even gave back to a couple other local families that were struggling. We got them each a couple gifts to help them out. It's our way of giving back. Truly, this was all about the spirit of Christmas. It was a Christmas miracle come true. Thanks to you and the Hollywood Babylon listeners. So I just wanted to thank everyone really who gave sweet. him a couple bucks. It's that time of year, man. 
Help out if you can. Uh, one of my favorite segments we do during the emails is people email in lyrics to songs they thought they were singing correctly their whole lives. And it turns out they were way fucking wrong. And they just recently found out. That's the funniest part for me, that 30 years go by and they find out how wrong they were. Uh, this is the case with Bill Lairs from New York. He says he works at West Point. That's kind of cool. He said, for years, I had misheard a lyric. I always thought I was listening to a song about illegal immigration. But it turned out not to be the case. He thought a particular song by a British band was called Illegal Woman. Can we hear that song, please? Illegal Woman. <laughs> Illegal Woman. It turns out it's evil woman from ELO. It's not illegal woman at all. So what are they just stretching it out? E evil? E evil woman. They're stretching out the E, and that's what's throwing him off. I, I like think. his version better. E illegal woman. <laughs> Coming in a caravan. <laughs> illegal woman. Put her kids in a cage. No. Oh. oh, you're right. He didn't do it. It's my fault. I did it. <laughs> you had him, and then you fucking lost him. You fucking people. <laughs> Just dropped him like a Fabergé egg. Uh, one of my favorite segments also is, especially this time of year, is when folks send in photos of things that's meant for kids. Kids yeah. are supposed to enjoy it. Toys, that kind of thing. But we realize it's not appropriate at all. These are inappropriate toys. Hit that theme song, Spencer. <laughs> This first one up is from Fabian. He said, it's not so much as inappropriate toys, it may be an inappropriate snack. This was a flyer for a promotion at the school where he works for kids. It was supposed to be a nice thing. It was a Christmas, uh, holiday rather, uh, ice cream party hosted by Ben and Jerry's. Yum, that's good ice cream right there. And they call it... BJ's in your PJ's. <laughs> I don't think we need to bring the kids in on BJ's in your PJ's day, really, do we? That's what I like to fucking put on my applications for jobs, like occupation, previous occupation, BJ's in PJ's. Yeah. It sounds like the world's dirtiest Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> PJs is PJs. <laughs> would you like it in this mouth? <laughs> or would you like it down, down south? And the Grinch's penis grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Directed by Scott Mosher. That's right. John from Slidell, Louisiana sent this one and he said, my wife and daughter have a subscription toy service. It's kind of like Loot Crate, you know, but they get a yeah, different yeah. toy every month. This month included this adorable dog plushie. This is pretty cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Until you turn it around. Can we see the back of the dog there, Spencer? Yeah, I don't know if we need... <laughs> oh, shit! I don't know if the adorable stuffed dog needs a giant flaming asshole. <laughs> It's pretty, like, graphic, Like, too. hemorrhoids are hanging off that dog. <laughs> That's inappropriate. 
And this came to me from a bunch of our listeners there in the UK. There was a Christmas display recently at the Tinwald Mills Shopping Center in the Isle of Man. And they thought it would be adorable to have a Christmas display with polar bears. You know, okay. it's very wintry. Yes. It was the positioning of the polar bears that made some parents upset. This is how they had the polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't by accident. Get the, get the back angle of that if you can. Yeah. Oh, shit. Daddy bear's literally holding on to mama bear. <laughs> Everyone complained, saying it was inappropriate for kids to see X-rated bear porn there in the mall. So they rearranged the bears. But a shortly thereafter, I kid you not, they had a new addition to the, to, the, uh, to the lineup. They had a new baby bear, they said, that mommy and daddy made a baby bear. Get so, the fuck out of yeah, here. They went the whole route. They were telling so a story. They were telling a story, yes. So. Do you think that was the aim where they were like, oh shit, the fucking kids setting it up made us look like idiots. Turn it into a teaching moment. That's right. Now the kids know a little something about where baby polar bears come from. <laughs> and really it began with <clears throat> two fucking dudes <clears throat> setting it up going like, let's make them fuck. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, Dave Suntner, Sunter from Leeds in the UK sent in this. He made this himself. He said it's the ultimate Christmas ornament. He thought Kevin might like one. He made it with a color printer and just a little box and you can hang it on your Christmas tree. It's, uh, <laughs> it's John McClane crawling out of your Christmas tree. That's kind of genius. This is kind of genius. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know if you'd put one on your tree or not, but yeah, no, a small version <laughs> of them is okay. Just yeah. a little one. That's fine. Um... I don't understand Japan. I think that's very clear by now. I don't understand the, the things they do over there, the culture, what they find entertaining. And so we have this regular segment we call, What the Fuck, Japan? <laughs> what the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? Yes. This comes from Bob Devine in New Jersey. He found this clip. He said, I've watched this 10 times already. I think it's safe to say, what the fuck, Japan? This comes from one of the most popular... Wait a minute, we're getting a message in Morse code, I think. Yes. That's how I feel. We're all gonna get through this. Excuse me. Together, as a family, we will weather the storm. Uh, it's one of the most popular TV shows in Japan. It's called Masquerade. And in this competition show, you have to uh, use your body to be something else. You have to masquerade as something else. Okay. So this particular, these two gentlemen decided they were going to be basketball players. One would be the basketball player, and his friend would be the basketball. One must simply ask, what the fuck, Japan? Here we go. No, that's not it. Here we go. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's, 
That's the, that's the biggest show in Japan right now. A guy dribbling another guy's head. I could see why, man. That was pretty fucking genius. Yeah. And that for guy playing the ball, that's who you want to fuck, man. Did you see how fast he was like, oh, oh my God. you want that guy going down on you, man. <sighs> Folks also send in photos of things around their hometowns. Uh, it's either the town or a street or something nearby where they live. And they all have fucked up names. And so we just simply call this segment, Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. You've seen the your picture. <laughs> good job, Spencer. So far, so good. So don't worry. It's, you're doing fine. It, it could happen to anybody. The... Uh, Kenny G, not that Kenny G, but Kenny G from Richmond Hill, Ontario, sent this in. This is a train and bus station just mere miles away from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is, it's a real thing. It's a real place. You can catch a train here. Here's the name of the train station. <laughs> Old Comer is the name of the train station. <laughs> Isn't that your nickname? How dare you, sir? Your wife's like, here comes Old Comer. Old Comer. We also like to say goodbye to people in show business who left us, but they left behind a body of work that we'll all enjoy for many years to come. It's a segment we call the Tinseltown Stiffs. And now another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. They will be indeed. Uh, Ken Berry passed away since we all got together last. Yeah, man. This was a bummer. He was a big part of my childhood. Yours, too. Yes. He died at 85 years old. You may not know his name now because he was primarily popular in the age of TV reruns, which you don't really see much anymore. But he was in Mama's Family. He played Vinton, Mama's son Vinton, on Mama's Family for many years. And that was his second big role, I thought. But actually, he had three. But like... That was the show that he got later in life. Exactly. Yeah. We knew him from a different one. He was on a show called F Troop. Oh, fucking. He was amazing in F Troop. And F Troop was like, in a time of reruns, one of the truly on, only truly funny shows when you were a kid. It was genuinely funny. Yes. A great cast. Larry Storch, Forrest Tucker, and Ken Berry got his big break on that show playing Captain Wilton Parmenter. And he was sort of a, a, a buffoon, a great physical comedian. And the premise is a little racist. Now, when you look back on it, it's about, yeah, yeah. It's about a fort of uh, white uh, um, army men after the Civil War uh, battling uh, Native Americans who live nearby and taking their land. Doesn't sound funny when I put it that way. <laughs> But even the Indians were funny in that. Yeah. They were the Hekawi tribe. Yeah, where the Hekawi? That's how they got their name. They got lost in the woods and they said, where the Hekawi? <laughs> and so everyone called them the Hekawi tribe. You're ruining the show. I really am. <laughs> it falls apart in the it's modern much era. more charming than it is racist, believe me. But the, this was the era of sitcoms where they would have an, a, an opening song yeah. that would explain the entire premise of the show for you every episode. So if you were coming in late and you are watching one, you jumped right in. You knew what was happening. They had enough time to do that. They didn't use that time to sell one more or two more commercial spots. They were like, let's settle them into the mood. And right. Yeah. Uh, F Troop had a legendary theme song with a little story to it. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> The end of the Civil War was near when quite accidentally A hero who sneezed abruptly seized retreat and reversed it to victory His medal 
of honor, pleased and thrilled his proud little family group. While pinning it on, some blood was spilled, and so it was planned he'd command F Troop. Where Indian fights are colorful sights and nobody takes a lickin'. Where pale face and red skin both turn chicken. When drilling and fighting get them down, they know their morale can't droop. As long as they all relax in town before they resume with a bang and a boom. F Troop! That's one half of the theme song. That's just a minute of that theme song. It goes, it goes for over two minutes. Really? Yes. They're setting the mood, and then there's like, stop licking my pussy, I'm done, I'm done. Uh, Ken Berry was 85 years old. I thought it was interesting. Sorry, little gas. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he got his start in the army. He was part of the special services. They would have soldiers entertain other soldiers. Oh. And he was a song and dance man in the army. And his commanding officer was the guy who got him into show business in California. He served under Sergeant Leonard Nimoy. That was his commanding officer. Spock! Spock was his commanding officer. Really? Yeah, and the, guy, a- the actor Leonard he, Nimoy. He, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Not that, the, the haberdasher Leonard Nimoy yes. just happened at the same. Wow, name. that's fucking. I so that's how that. he got his break was through uh, Spock. Hooked him how up. How old was he? Eighty-five years old. Eighty-five. Big bucket of wins. To not be fair, I thought he died a long time. ago. Me too. I had no idea yeah, he was yeah. still alive. I was so shocked to hear he was so, dead. I don't know I whether that's a good or bad thing. He was alive at yes. first. Yeah. We also like to take a look at acting from famous actors that isn't always the best. Even an A-list actor can sometimes give a Z-list performance. Oh, wait, is that the only person that died? Yeah, yes. I mean, well, that's I know you're sad always sad. You're died, always sad when there aren't more corpses no, littering Hollywood. No, but. but we didn't get to give him the right send-off, man. Ken Berry, for, for sure. Not only did he do those TV shows, and that TV show particularly, he was a Disney guy as well. Yeah, Herbie Rides Again. He was in fucking Herbie. He was in The Cat from Outer Space and stuff like that. He's a big part of our job. He's like the poor man's Dean Jones. Kind of, or the Kevin Smith version of Dean Jones. <laughs> you know, big bucket of win for that guy. Give it up for Ken Berry, man. Fucking A. He also worked for Kinney Shoes. He did yes! those commercials, remember? The Kinney Shoe commercials. Yeah. He was, he was like dancing dance around man. the mall. Yeah. yeah. It's sad to see him go. We also take a look at uh, acting that sometimes is so bad, it goes all the way around to become exquisite acting. It's got its own theme song. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Um, This week's exquisite acting comes from Josh Kogan from Halifax, Nova Scotia. He said, while Spider-Man 2 is still widely considered to be one of the better comic book movies ever made, I gotta wonder if there wasn't an alternate take of Tobey Maguire's reaction as the wall starts to fall on Mary Jane during the final moments of that film. There had to have been a better choice. I love thinking of Sam Raimi in the editing room being like, fuck it, I guess we'll have to use that one. (laughs) He's not wrong, I never noticed this before, but here is uh, Tobey Maguire reacting to the wall falling on his beloved Kirsten Dunst. He is exquisitely acting here. <laughs> That's some acting. That guy's got a smouth on him right there. 
big and wide and round. How about Mary Jane Run or Look Look Out or Hey, yeah. something helpful. <laughs> Does nothing for anyone. Spider Sense turns into Spider Mouth. He's just like. <laughs> Happy holidays to all you babbleheads out there. You're probably busy right now shopping for those that you love. When you think of the perfect gift, you probably don't think of an electric toothbrush. But the Quip electric toothbrush is one of the most gift-guided gifts of the season. And here's why. It's perfect for everyone with a mouth. And it's something they'll use twice every day. How many gifts can you say that about? That the person who receives your gift will use it every day. And here's the thing about the Quip. It uses sensitive sonic vibrations to clean your teeth. That means it's gentle on your sensitive gums and it has a built-in timer with guiding pulses to remind you when to switch sides. And Quip makes holiday traveling easy, by the way. It's the perfect travel toothbrush. It doesn't require a clunky charger. It runs for three months on one charge and it has a multi-use cover that mounts to mirrors and unmounts to slide over the bristles for on-the-go brushing. And Quip is the gift that keeps refreshing with brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule of every three months for just $5. And you can even gift prepaid refills for a year to make sure they're never using old, worn-out, or ineffective bristles. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash babble right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your giftee that. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash babble. Give the gift of clean teeth this year with an amazing Quip electric toothbrush. getquip.com slash babble. We also take a look at mistakes, goofs, blunders, gaffes, things that happen in movies and TV shows that someone should have spotted before it reached the audience, but they didn't. And so those things become shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. This week's shit that should not be comes from a listener named Alex Ha 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 Ha. No, I'm good. I'm all full up. Thanks so much. Um, this week's shit that should not be comes from Dante's Peak. Did you ever see Dante's Peak? Yeah, man. Uh, the other volcano movie. It was the Battle of the Volcano movies in 1997. You had Dante's Peak, and then you had Volcano. And um, they were both awful, by the way. And neither of them really worked. Lava isn't a great dramatic premise. No. We learned. It's very slow. You can outrun lava yeah, pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. This was the one with Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. And at the end of the film, Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton have defeated the volcano. I'm not quite sure how you win against a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the film, so I'm not really they sure. They conquered nature. What the resolution is. But there's much rejoicing and there's hugs. And she has two kids, I think, that maybe his or aren't. I don't know. And the family unit is brought back together again. And there's an extra in the background of this scene. I, gotta, I love when extras fuck up a movie. It's so entertaining <laughs> for me. This fucking guy's way over the top to begin with. And then you got to see this little bit of business he does at the end. Here is this week's shit that should not be. 
That fucking guy. He's giving it his He's all. He's got the hard hat just bouncing around on his head. <laughs> it's a Silent Bob level performance. Like, <laughs> it's like a bobblehead. Ah, uh, they're the cops. I told you they were coming. That noise is not going to get old. Is it yours? No, he keeps having to switch the jack for the videos to uh, the uh, audio, I think gotcha, is the gotcha. problem. So we're, uh, we're in for that all night. <laughs> we also like to take a look at all the entertainment news every week with a segment we call the HBO Headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. There's not enough Jack Daniels in Utah to get me through this show. It's because you're a perfectionist, man. Like, at the end of the day, things can, like, fucking have rough edges to them. It doesn't have to be fluid and, and smooth. Mm -hmm. Like, look at, look at Clerks. It was shot like a guy came from Boise, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Like... It's, you know, it don't have to be perfect. It can be rough and shit. He's doing his level-headed He's best. doing his best. Yeah, I understand yeah. he's doing his best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody, and nobody cares but you. Right. Good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, it's summer in Australia. The fuck out of here. They're yeah. backwards, man. Well, I don't know about that. They probably don't feel that way. They probably think we're backwards. Yeah, but winters like should be around Christmas. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, they're backwards. They have a hot Christmas right now. It's summer down there, and they've got a restaurant that is sort of our Burger King called oh, Hungry Howie's or Hungry Jacks. Hungry, Hungry Jacks, Jacks is the it. name of it, Hungry and they've Howies got a new commercial down there in Australia celebrating their pineapple summer barbecue Whopper. Now, here's the problem: when I say pineapple. Unfortunately, there was a guy recently who had a big hit with a song involving a pineapple and a pen and a pen and a pineapple. Pico Taro, my buddy Pico Taro. Remember, that's yeah. how the whole Japanese thing started. I said, well, at least he's, his career's over. At least we'll never see him again. That made me feel good. Wrong. Uh, now he's a big star in Australia because he is starring in their new commercial for their pineapple summer barbecue Whopper. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but we're all going to watch it together right now. <laughs> I'm hungry. I have pineapple. I have a whopper. a pineapple. I have a barbecue. I have a salmon. Oh, I'm dying of anticipation. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What happens when he puts those together? The world may never know. Fuck. Summer barbecue pineapple. Summer barbecue pineapple. Doesn't quite have the same, <laughs> same rhythm as pen pineapple apple pen. Yeah, but he'll make it work because it's, it's green, man. Yeah, massage it in there. Fucking A. It is Christmas time, of course, and that means people are battling each other over 70-year-old songs. Of course, that's what the Christmas season means. This baby, it's cold outside oh, argument yeah. is insane. It keeps getting more crazy. 
for those who don't know, there's a perfectly harmless song from 1944, I think it is, called Baby, It's Cold Outside. And it's this playful little banter between a couple and this girl's trying to preserve her appearance of her virtue. And she wants to stay, but she has to say, no, I want to go. And he's saying, please, I want you to stay. And for years, everyone listened to it. It was fine. This year, apparently, it's a big problem. And everybody wants it banned. And some people want it back. The CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, took it off the radio. They banned it from the radio. Oh, folks. Because they said in the Me Too world, it was unacceptable. The lyrics of that were unacceptable. Okay. So a lot of people are getting involved in this debate, but I was surprised to find William Shatner in the middle of it. (laughs) He went into a giant Twitter war this week about protecting baby it's cold outside. Here's what he tweeted. Call into CBC Radio all day and get them to play baby it's cold outside over and over until midnight. Someone tweeted back, come on, Bill, isn't there something, anything you can find that's more important to rally for? (laughs) He didn't like that. (laughs) He said, I (laughs) would think that censorship of classics because certain types need to judge things through their own 2018 myopic glasses and demand things be stricken from history is important. So he was saying that censorship is never the answer. Right. That's his. That's where he draws the line in the sand. That's his final frontier. The 87-year-old actor is protecting baby. It's cold outside. Uh, I hear like a lot of radio stations started replaying it, like going back. Because a lot of people said that's ridiculous. It's silly. It's not a threat to anyone. Put the song back on. So they're a lot of them are backing off that position. But so it's no longer considered that rapey. <laughs> it never was. Oh, you're, okay. you're helping the, no, the, the bad just, people. That's what I'd heard. That's what they say, yes. But I don't know that they're bad not. people. They just hear it through a different prism. I perhaps. know. I'm just using that as a euphemism. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the daughter of the guy who wrote it, Susan Lesser, she's bummed, probably because she doesn't get paychecks or something. Is yeah, play. really, man. They take it out of rotation. It's like, fuck. She has someone else to blame. For the fact that Baby is Cold Outside has fallen on rough times. She says it's all Bill Cosby's fault. Why? Did he sing it? He didn't. But there's a line in the song where the girl says, hey, what's in this drink that he makes for her? And she's saying ever since Bill Cosby was accused of drugging women in their drinks, it takes on a sinister connotation. Maybe that's where he got the idea? No, he didn't. It's an old-timey song. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Not really, but baby, is the pudding pop. <laughs> it's a whole different version. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you want to host the Oscars? Fuck yes. Let's get Kevin Smith to host the Oscars. What do you say? The, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin Smith, it's all right here. Yeah, they're having a hard time finding somebody to fill that slot. Man. Well, someone who doesn't say bad things about gays online, that's for sure. Um, I, the rumor has it, though, they might go hostless this year. They said they're going to, you know what, fuck the, it, we're not even going to have a host. Yeah, We're so fed up with everybody. They're going to give it to a robot instead. <laughs> that's right. Alexa is going to announce it. <laughs> Alexa, who are the nominees? The nominees are stupid. (laughs) Why isn't Black Panther nominated for more things? Well, Whoopi Goldberg is speaking out against the idea of having no host. She thinks there must be a host. Now, she herself hosted the Oscars four times. Yeah, yeah. She's good at it, too. I forgot about that. It had 94, 96, 99, then 2002. Everyone realized, we've had enough Whoopi. (laughs) 
The only person who hasn't had enough Whoopi in this job is apparently Whoopi. Here's a video of her talking about it. I hope we'll see. I think it's a dumb idea because people need somebody to take them through things and to take care of things when they happen. Now, I realize I may not be anybody's first choice, but... (laughs) (laughs) You could have stopped after nobody's first choice. Whoopi. To be fair, she has an Oscar. She won an Oscar. She's an Oscar winner. So, and is she, she, yeah, is she got? She and he got, really? Then let her host the Tonys. <laughs> because I don't watch the Tony. <laughs> I just think it's funny her stance though. She's like, you need someone to guide you through. It's right. not the fucking, it's not a Sherpa. It's a host for the Oscars. I'm confused. What's happening Dude. here? What, these people are holding gold statues. I have, someone explain it to me. Wait a second. Now they're selling me aspirin. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is the strangest show ever. I wish there was a host of some sort. Tara Reed's in the news. Oh. Imagine her surprise. <laughs> Someone's talking about Tara Reed. It's not for a good reason, though. You're such a bitch. <laughs> She's suing Asylum Movies, uh, Asylum Pictures. Asylum is the company that made all those Sharknado movies. Why is she suing them? They, they fucking. Gave Have her... you seen those movies? We all should sue them. <laughs> They, but they brought her like they, they made did. Her... They gave her a career when there was none. Yeah, and like she made like nineteen of those Sharknado movies. Six, but yes, a lot of them. She's upset because she said they're using her likeness against her consent on products that she would not support, endorse, or condone. It's a moral problem she has with these things. Oh, so they did a Sharknado smouth? <laughs> no, <laughs> a shouth. She said that she refused to let producers put her image on anything relating to gambling, alcohol, tobacco, or sex. So because, like all of her favorite things? Right. <laughs> and in fact, there, are, there is Sharknado beer. This is the Sharknado beer right there. That was made. And there is a Sharknado slot machine now available in Las Vegas. You can play the Sharknado slot machine. Oh. So she is suing because they're using her image on those things against her moral code. Hmm. Can we get a picture of uh, Tara Reid uh, recently? Let's go. <laughs> I don't get the sense she has any problem with any of the things on that list. Gambling, alcohol, tobacco, sex. I think she's right in pocket for that, that advertising. How much is she looking for? Well, she's being reasonable, at least. She wants damages in the sum of $100 million. <laughs> I would say she's high, but that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's her reputation, Kevin. Wow, man. Yeah. Oh, good for her. I hope she gets it. I don't think she will, but... Do you uh, really hope she gets it? No, I'm not. So. I got no skin in this fucking game at yeah. all. I get the sense it's one of those shoot-for-the-moon kind of lawsuits. Like, maybe they'll peel her off a hundred bucks and she'll be happy with that so at the I'm end saying, of the day. Like it's at the end of the day, what here's a, here's a crisp hundred dollars, go away. Yeah. In music news, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class was announced yesterday. Ooh. I'm mildly interested in this. I am too. The class of 2019 will be inducted, and here they are. Janet Jackson will be Fuck inducted. Fuck yes, I agree the, with that. Into the Rock Hall of Fame, oh I do God. too. Oh my God, Rhythm Nation is an amazing fucking album. As is the other one. What was the other album? Just Janet, maybe, I think it was called. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah, but I think the album was called Janet, or Control. Control. The the album, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. She, she, yes, I agree with that 100%. I always, I, I know it's splitting hairs. for me lately. Da, 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 da. 
Jeez. You're not going to get your tit out like it's the Super Bowl, eh? That um, was an accident. I know. It's all Justin's fault. I always have, I split hairs, I know, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to me should be, I think, one thing versus like the successful music Hall of Fame kind of thing. Janet Jackson doesn't really fit in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in my opinion. <laughs> a big round of fucking applause for uh, inclusivity. <laughs> no, I'm just, no. I think she's a, obviously she's a massive star and enormously right. but talented. But they don't have like a you know R and B fucking. I think they should. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah, she should but be recognized. This has been around for a long time. It has. They got yes. a lot of big famous names, and I get it. Like, but there are you know rap artists in it and stuff. It's it covers a lot of ground. Here are some of the other uh, members of the class. The Cure, absolutely, they belong there. Wait, yeah, wait, hold on. Let's go back. First off, that's amazing, and yes, they, do, they deserve it. What if they changed it to a Pop Music Hall of Fame? I'd be fine with that. I know, but that doesn't have the fucking metal ring of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and shit like that. Pop Music Hall of Fame and shit. You know what that's, else has to have a metal feel? We are a part of the Rhythm Nation. That doesn't have a metal feel to she it She didn't either. fucking sing it like that. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> Def Leppard is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes, of course. But but and and the cure, that's fantastic as yes. well. But I don't think of the cure as rock and roll, that's for sure. Like, do you? I agree. Um fucking don't even think about it. Well, no, what would All you call them? What would like, you call I'm them? I'm so fucking sad that I'm just so fucking sad. <laughs> Everything's so fucking sad. What genre would they be? Uh, emo? I don't know, man. Like, I, they you know don't the have, emo Hall of Fame? Yeah, they should. But no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, they should be welcome into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they don't fit by any stretch of the imagination. Janet Jackson at least has rhythm you could dance to, which is relatable to rock and roll. Oh, I see. You, you can't dance music. to the fucking cure. You can just fucking sway <laughs> at the end of a cliff with a fucking razor in your hand and shit like that. Just like heaven. I am Just contemplating like my stupid short life. They're not and Morrissey. I ended here in the Shire. Just <laughs> like heaven. Yes, that's true. They do have definitely some songs that are peppy. Friday, I'm in love is definitely a, a very peppy song and shit. But to be fair, most of their catalog is like what you listen to and you're like, yeah, I think I should kill myself. <laughs> No, I love The Cure in a big bed. Sounds like I could see you're really on their side. It's fucking Robert Smith. We Smiths look out for other Smiths. Uh, Stevie Nicks is going in. I absolutely fucking agree with that. Of absolutely. course. She already oh is God. in as a member of uh, um, Fleetwood Mac, but now she's going in solo radio. Is that right? So she's already in as part of Fleetwood Mac, but they're like, you're also coming in just for you. Just for your solo career. Fucking yeah. hey, that's awesome. She deserves it. I met her once. Very cool lady. Radiohead? Yes. Roxy Music? Too. Yeah, and the legendary sense. 60s band, The Zombies, also going in. So congratulations to everybody. Here's the nominees who didn't make the cut this year, but they'll be eligible next year as well. Devo didn't make the cut. Oh, shit. They should be in. Kraftwerk. Yeah. Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk is in like... Bahn, bahn, bahn mit der Autobahn. <laughs> Kraftwerk. But didn't they also do... Uh... Kraftwerk! <laughs> I think they do Mortal Kombat, don't they? I don't know. Mortal Kombat. Minute, 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 minute. That is, I think that is Kraftwerk. Okay. Oh, that's Utah Saints. You're right. My bad. 
All I know is Autobahn. That's the only song of theirs I know. LL Cool J didn't make it in. Oh. Eh. No, he deserves to get in. Uh, Rage Against the Machine didn't get in. That's nuts. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. Todd Rundgren didn't get in. That's a bummer. That's also fucking crazy. And Rufus featuring Chaka Khan didn't get in. I'm okay with that. They can wait till next year. They can wait till next year. Um, has she been inducted by herself? Just Chaka, Chaka Khan? Yeah. Chaka Khan? Chaka Khan? No, she didn't. She hasn't. Speaking of music, Keith Richards has announced he's giving up drinking. Ugh. I just got a chill. I mean, that's... It's a little late in the game. How old is he? He's 74 years old. What's he saving it for? What's it? Now he's going to stop doing drugs and stop drinking? He's going to clean up his act to get another six months? <laughs> Live it up, Keith. You're a fucking rolling stone. Maybe he's just tired of it. He's like, I've drank everything there is to fucking drink. I suppose. He said it was time to quit. I pulled the plug. I just got fed up with it. After 74 years, he's all fed up with it. His buddy, Ron Wood, another Rolling Stone, uh, who's also sober, says he's very happy that his friend made that decision. I think the Keith that we used to know had this cutoff point where if he had one more, he'd go over the top and be nasty. The cutoff point became shorter and shorter, you know, and he realized that, and that's why he stopped. Oh. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, some people could do a whole podcast that angry. Some people do more podcast that angry. There's just a little part of you that fucking meant that, man. <laughs> And I respect that. Mel B, Scary Spice is in the news. Speaking of drinking, oh, she's in the news. Uh, she had a horrible accident. She fell down some stairs, broke her ribs, and she claims severed her hand. I don't think she knows what the word severed means. <laughs> she literally cut her hand off and shit? <laughs> That's what severed means, yeah. right? I think she just cut it. Anyway, she ended up in the hospital, and she was visited by... The other members of her band who are, need her to make money. So they were very eager to make sure that she's staying healthy. Were they all there? Not all of them, no. There was one missing. Prissy Spice or whatever. Prissy Spice. <laughs> Pissy uh, Spice. Uh, what's her name? Snooty Spice. Um, Posh. Posh, that's Victoria it. Beckham did yes. not show up. She didn't show up? No. She's always the fucking holdout, <laughs> She right? really is. Even when it comes to visiting people in the hospital. Truly, she's like, I'm better than these girls. <laughs> I'm married to a soccer player. <laughs> oh, sorry, football. <laughs> now bend it like Beckham. She says that she was asleep in an upstairs bedroom of a friend's when she decided to go downstairs and fell down a narrow staircase. Yeah, I've fallen down some narrow staircases <laughs> She has a history of substance abuse, but she and her lawyer claim they were not involved in this accident. It was just an accident. Sometimes you just stumble down the stairs in the dark. Sometimes you do. Fair enough. You know, something similar happened to me last night. I was staying in a hotel, completely mm -hmm. unfamiliar place and shit. Right. Sometimes in the middle of the night you wake up and you're like, all right, take a fucking whiz and right. shit. And I don't turn the lights on and shit. I just kind of use like that radar sense and, and the sound of the piss hitting the water. And I'm like, all right, I'm close. What are you, you daredevil? Know? Yes. 
Yes, I like to Matt turn on Murdoch the fucking light no, and piss where it belongs. I don't want to do that because then it might wake me up and shit like that. And so, you know, I share space with somebody else that might wake her up. I was by myself, to be fair, but I'm just so trained to do it in the dark. <laughs> also, this is true in a little confessional. I don't mean to bring the show down, but I've been heavy most of my life until fairly recently. And I'm still not fucking thin per se, but like I was much heavier and I never liked to see reflections of myself like a fucking vampire. So I left the lights on at all times. I'm just trained to do that. Hmm. So last night when I got up, went to take a piss, man, I was I was like oh shit i think i'm hitting it yeah i'm hitting it i'm sure i'm hitting it in the morning i got up went to take a piss again i was like whoop and slipped in a puddle <laughs> of my own piss i had missed the toilet fucking completely <laughs> completely man and i was like why don't you turn the lights on and shit and anyway back to you <laughs> i'm just saying it's possible <laughs> I'm guessing Scary Spice did not slip on the steps in a puddle of her own urine. I'm guessing that's <laughs> not the circumstances. By the way, how much do you tip when you leave a hotel room? <laughs> what a great question. How much do you leave for the, for the housekeeping staff that has to come in and clean up after you? 20 bucks, but to be fair, I did mop it up myself uh, with the towel. <laughs> And then I put the towel into the tub and I took a shower, so it kind of rinsed the towel. I mean, this is way too much <laughs> fucking detail. My point was I pissed on the fucking floor. I got right? it. I think we all and got it. And not even like I was so fucked up that I pissed on the fucking floor and shit. Like, I wasn't fucking high or drunk got or anything. It. it was, we understand. I was just, it was, I had no The lights were off sense. and yeah. you were just... You, you were, know, the problem is, is my dick is smaller than I think it is. Like, I think it's longer, so I'm like, no, I'm clearly I'm hitting the bowl, but it's up here, and it's just shooting out into the sky and shit like that. What I got to do is turn the light on and push my dick down. That makes more sense. From one dick story to another, Justin Bieber's in the news this week. Hit that theme, Spencer. There we go. Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little cunt. Glad you're still with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> well done, kids. Uh, you know, uh, Bieber's newly married. He and his wife, Haley Baldwin, are very much in love. They and seem happy. Yes, very much so. And Haley recently cut off all her hair. She cut her hair very short. Oh, all right. I thought it was just like a Britney Spears movie. No, no, she didn't shave her head because she's nuts or anything. She cut her hair short. Because <laughs> she's nuts. For a worse reason than that. First of all, here she is. Here's, the, here's her new hairdo next to her husband. Oh, that's, yeah, she's just shorter. It's shorter. You know why she cut it short, according to friends? Because uh, Bieber liked To better. look more like Justin. So oh, that they like would how look married more couples alike. start to look eat like each other? Yes. So... She'd rather look like his sister than his wife? Yes. Isn't that creepy? Fair enough. This has always been my longstanding belief that they don't really want to fuck each other. They want to fuck themselves. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> next best thing they can get is sort of modeling each other after each other. Can we see the picture again? Can we pull is that, that possible? I mean, yeah, I guess if you take his hat off. Right. And you fucking, you know, give the three pubic hairs of a beard a shave and shit. <laughs> And you let them hold hands and put them in a hotel hallway to be like, come play with us, daddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Daddy's not here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> Kevin and I are huge geeks, and so every week we also like to take a look at the geek news. Hit it, Spencer. 
There's a theme song. Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kev's Big News. Speaking of Star Wars, you were just over there with J.J. Abrams hanging out, making movies? Not according to the non-disclosure agreement. No, no, of course. (laughs) Um... They're making that uh, Star Wars television series. Fuck it's going yeah, to the be Mandalorian. Disney Plus will be carrying it, the streaming service for Disney. Favreau doing it. And Favreau's a really great storyteller, man. The Iron Man, the first you know movie truly in the Marvel Universe yeah. series of films, is a movie like that still the, the stands head and shoulders as probably the best Marvel movie ever made. Iron Man, to me, is what Sup- Donner's Superman is to DC Comics movies. It's sort of like the cornerstone that's just so rock solid and, and ages so well, you can build a whole foundation That on is that. a legit genius analogy that I'm going to steal and claim as my own. Fair enough. Um, yes, that movie is breathtakingly... It is like a modern-day Star Wars. It is so perfect. And I've watched that movie no bullshit literally a hundred times or more and it never like gets old i can watch it right away again and yep. shit like that it's there's great no film. flaws in it so him as a story i didn't see the jungle book um not because i'm like you know fuck the jungle book but i'm like i saw the cartoon so yeah. fuck it moving on right this i look forward to in a big bad way him with an entire star wars universe to play with and he brought on some really great talented directors to do episodes i'm not one of them so that's really smart um <laughs> I just think he's the goods. I think this show is going to be amazing. And this cast just keeps getting better and better. Every day they tell us someone else they added. And such is the case this week. These three actors have joined. Carl Weathers, Werner Herzog, and Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad also joining the cast. That's awesome. That's going to be awesome. They're bringing some high-powered talent in and Carl Weathers. Oh, you're out of your mind. That's oh, Creed himself. That's Apollo I Creed. I know. Yes, I OG know. OG Creed. Apollo Creed actually sounds like a Star Wars name. It, it could have been a character from the universe. Yeah. And they already announced Nick Nolte is also going to be part of the cast. It's going to be awesome. A lot of guys. It's a big sausage fest. That's true. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. Oh, That's Gina Carano, the MMA fighter. Gina Carano's also been oh, added. Right, there yeah. you go. They got one. But I want Nick Nolte to be like a, a Jedi or something. Just like... Give me, give me the lightsaber, will you, for God's sakes? I gotta take on a Sith, for God's sake. Just <laughs> love when he gets upset. Uh, speaking of streaming services, where now everything is going to be made for streaming services, television will no longer exist for the rest of us to watch. As we used to know, on the networks. Once the last cord is cut, yes, then we'll all be in the stream together. The DC Universe has announced they are making Star Girl. Of yeah. course, they mentioned that. Jeff Johns. Um, and now they have cast Starman, the Golden Age Starman, will be played by Joel McHale, they say. Oh, really? Yes. I'm well, guessing there will be a light aspect to this series, perhaps. Um, well, most of those DC shows do have that. Is this a Berlanti show? It is, yeah. Yeah, then they'll definitely, there's, there's you know, the three H's, right? Heart, yeah. humor, and heroics. Humor's always a big part of it. Uh, Stargirl bases her superhero on the Golden Age Starman, played by Mikhail. And they, they keep putting this picture out in the, in the world. And that's not Starman that I remember no. from the Golden Age. That looks like the Star-Spangled Kid. Yes. With the, uh, with the cosmic the rod. rod. Yeah. I remember this was the Starman I grew up with from the Golden Age. This dude. Yes, that Starman. Yeah. And then later on. It looked like a giant dildo he was always carrying. I always thought like, this Starman's magic power is he just fucks you. And makes you see see the light, so to speak. (laughs) From the galaxies above, I come to fuck you, Starman. (laughs) That's right. 
Doctor Who is coming back with Jodie Whittaker. She's reprising her role for another year. They have announced. She's been very popular. Very popular. Uh, 47% more ratings than the previous Doctor. Are you serious? Yes, they have, a, they have increased their ratings by almost half. Also, to be fair, I, I think some really cool stories from what I've been hearing. So much so that I'm like, I think I might dive in and fucking it's go much, full Whovian. It's much simpler this season than it has been in previous seasons. Less sort of mythology, more standalone episodic stories, and I think that's allowing people to get into it. If you're not a Whovian, it's it was a little dense before, so maybe that's why people are joining in. But they also say a lot of young women have tuned in because they have now a hero representing them in The yeah. Doctor. And she's this, an amazing actress. She's a great actress. Uh, sadly, she is coming back in 2020 is when we'll see more episodes of that show. So they're going to skip all of 2019? All of 2019, wow. which I don't think is a good idea. You want to no, strike no. while the iron's hot, right? But I guess, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I remember when they were like, you're not going to get any Game of Thrones in 2018. And I was like, then you better fucking kill me now, motherfucker. I can't live a year without fucking new Game of Thrones. And we're almost there. We're almost at the brand new Game of Thrones. So we'll, we'll get through it. We'll live. Yeah. Congratulations to Once Upon a Deadpool, the re-edited Deadpool 2 that came out this week. Such a clever idea. On Wednesday, it's opening day, Wednesday, it made $1 million. Oh, that's that's cool. all gravy. That's just all found money for Fox. It's genius. Uh, yes, yeah, you have to imagine. Um, the nice thing is for every dollar, to uh, for, excuse me, a dollar for every ticket sold will go to the Fuck Cancer Charity. So uh, it's running from December 12th through Very the 24th, cool. raising money to fight, fight cancer. Of course... This is Deadpool 2 that has been re-edited to make it PG-13 instead of R, so they are calling the charity Fudge Cancer ah, when they're collecting the money. That's cute. Uh, it's been reworked, it's been edited down, and they've added new footage. Uh, Deadpool is telling the story of Deadpool 2 to Fred Savage in bed. Like Princess Bride. A la Princess Bride when Peter Falk was reading to him and he was a little kid. It's, it's kind of genius. Yes. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, here's a little taste of it. Uh, this is Deadpool and Fred Savage arguing about Canadian rock band Nickelback. <laughs> Once upon a Deadpool. Kind of from Marvel movies. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you know, you're... Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Hey, that's it. I'm done. I've had it with all this Nickelback hating, right? You think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? No, it just it, makes me right. It doesn't. They're overproduced, formulaic ear garbage. Oh, really? You know who might disagree with that? Facts. 50 million albums worldwide. 11th best-selling musical act of all time. <laughs> Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade. Six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards. Those count. Six Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Sorry. I thought we were just having fun. I didn't realize it was you a... You know, you were, um... You gotta say, you were nicer as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so they good. just sold the ticket, dude. Now I'm, right? I'm, I'm going. I want to go just to watch awesome. that new footage. That sounds awesome. And wait, they didn't curse at all. What's that? They didn't curse. No, because it's PG-13. PG yes. And it's legit funny with no cursing. Yeah. Right? Unlike us. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Like, my mom was right. You can be funny without cursing. <laughs> yes. Before we say goodnight, boys and girls, we have one last bit of business to do. I don't know if you know this or not, but Liam Neeson, legendary actor Liam Neeson, also has a legendarily large penis. Every week we talk about the new facts that you have found out about Liam Neeson's cock. Here's the theme. 
That's right. You can uh, send these facts to us at uh, hbopodcast at aol.com, or you can go to the, uh, the website that is sort of the treasure trove of all these facts, neesoncock.com. You can add your facts there. Make sure you go to that website while you're at work. Yeah, they like that. <laughs> HR is thrilled with that. Mm-hmm. Here is this week's top five facts about Liam Neeson's cock. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. At holiday parties, Liam and his cock sing a duet of Baby It's Cold Out. <laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Superman opens it with a giant key and lives inside it. <laughs> that's, that's a fortress of solitude. Yes. It's awesome. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It comes down Santa's chimney. <laughs> That sounds way dirtier than it is, really, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It turned down hosting the Oscars. Well, yes, everyone <laughs> did. And lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Cindy Lou Who caught it stealing her Christmas tree. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Salt Lake City, you have been amazing. Thank this you evening. so much. Amazing fucking audience traveling for a through. Thursday night. Show starting a half an hour fucking late and one of the angriest podcast co-hosts on the planet. You guys have been amazing heavy. I had a good time this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. We appreciate it. Give it up for the guy without whom there is no Babylon, Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. And let's hear it for my buddy and Babel brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babble the fuck off. Good night, Salt Lake City! This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.